Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am really, really, really excited to be here tonight. It's been a phenomenal week, and I have really been looking forward to being able to sit down with you guys and share and talk and listen to the poetry that you bring tonight. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. This is a a real treat for me this week. It's been nuts. You know, it's, it's, the weather's getting really good and I'm, I'm getting ready to plan a couple of trips. A lot of you guys know that um, I like going out into the wilderness and poking dead things with sticks and, and turning over rocks and fossil hunting and looking for bones and all that weird stuff. Um, I just really love the solitude and being able to reconnect and just, you know, for like a week or so not hear a sound other than the wind and the coyotes. And so I've been really excited about getting ready and getting things started for that and uh, sitting down with a map and Google and trying to plot out my courses and things. And and so it's been a real exciting, real exciting week for me. I'm getting really antsy to be able to head out and just go play. So it's been very cool. Before we get started, you guys, I do want to give you the number just in case you would like to call in and share and read tonight. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Okay? So if you'd like to call in and read, that is the number. We do have some uh, information to go over and some announcements to do before we get started. I want to let you know if you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can do that by emailing me. Actually, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would be on Facebook. You can do that. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Uh, let me know what you have. Send me a message. Let me know what you'd like to have put together, and we can get that set up for you. These workshops, you do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. Um, it's just a way for us to spend a little bit more intimate time together and talk about the things that we love, uh, the things that are important to us, writing, our craft, all of that good stuff. You could do a workshop on your favorite poetry form, your favorite poem, your favorite poet. You could put an actual workshop together where you take us through step-by-step on an exercise, and at the end we have a finished piece. Uh, you can do whatever you want to do, and we'll just uh, we'll get that set up, and it'll be a lot of fun. So let me know, and uh, we'll go from there. Next thing, I want to make sure that we thank all of our sponsors, and my list is still broken, (laughs) and I can't get into the site to pull a new list, so um, I don't want to... I don't want to thank some and forget some and because there was a lot this year. But I do want to thank all of our sponsors for stepping up to the plate and helping us with our 2019 uh, license for the year, our on-air license, which keeps us broadcasting every week and uh, being able to share this time together. So thank you guys. Sincerely appreciate it so much. You're amazing. 
And, uh, you know, this is our 13th year anniversary. Thirteen In October will be 13 years that we've been on the air doing this together. I'm just so proud of you all. It's just so much fun for me. All right, now let's see if we can get through this part. <laughs> um, you're, every week at the beginning of the show, I give out journal assignments. I do a writing exercise and a writing prompt, a poetry prompt. Okay, and so if you are ever sitting there at some point and saying, boy, I just I need something to really kind of jumpstart my pen, just go back into our archives and listen to any of our episodes at the beginning of the show, and you will be able to find a uh, a prompt, something to write to, and it's pretty cool. All right, so the ones for this week. Make sure you have your paper and pen or your journal out so that you can write these down. Um, now, Everybody by now should have a journal. That was one of our our exercises for the beginning of the years. You had to go out and buy yourself a journal and get a favorite pen. So everybody should have their journal or their spiral notebook or something like that to write in. And remember, this: I don't want you to do these on the computer. It's really important to handwrite things. And you guys have heard me say it a hundred times, but just in, I mean, your brain works differently. When you your your brain can only move as fast as your pen, and it really forces your brain to slow down and keep up with your writing, unless you're like me and you write 90 miles an hour anyway and you can't read your writing when you're done and you're really upset because you know it's the most profound thing you've ever written and would have changed the world, but no, you can't read it now. <laughs> but it is important. It is important to handwrite things, to feel that scratch of the pen, to, to feel the drag of it across the paper. It just is a different feeling, a different puts you in a different mindset, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, have your journals out. Your journal assignments, now remember that... Um, this is a place for you to write that's private to you. It's not intended to be read or splattered all over social media. It's a place for you to explore thoughts, for your brain to run free, uh, to be free of constraints that we place on ourselves as writers, uh, You know, thinking that every time we sit down and write, we must create a masterpiece. It's a place, these journals, where we remind ourselves daily not to take ourselves so seriously, I guess, to remember that it's okay to make messy and just let our minds free fall and meander and wander and get lost. And in doing so, we as writers are found, I believe. We have to let our brain get lost in order for us to find ourselves as writers, meaning it's vital to... It's a vital thing, I think, free writing, to keep ourselves connected to our inner voices. And I say voices, not just voice, because as you'll discover, as you're free writing, you have many, many, many voices inside of you, which is one of the things that free writing helps you discover. So to get started, I'm going to give you a thought provoker, because one of the biggest excuses when I'm talking to somebody and asking them if they're doing their free writing, and they sit there and they say, no, I don't have anything to write about. And that's the whole point of free writing. Free writing is you don't have to have anything to write about. You pick up your journal, you put your pen on paper, and you just start writing anything. You start writing a grocery list. You start writing, um, you know, I have to take my shoes to the shoe repair place, and then I need to go get gas in the car. And you just write for five minutes, anything that's in your head. All right, but for those of you who have been telling me I don't have anything to write about is one of the reasons that I started doing these, what I call them as, as uh, provokers of thought or idea starters, okay? So if, you are, if you're just struggling with that, putting your pen to paper, then this is an idea starter. 
something to make you just sit down, start here, write, and then just keep writing until you're done. All right, so for this week, I want you to put pen to paper, and I want you to invent a new food. Start writing about a new food you're inventing or have invented. What is it and describe it. So you've just invented a new food. What is it and describe it. So that's your 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 idea starter, your thought provoker for your free writing. So sit down, start writing, and then just keep writing till you're done. All right. Next, your writing exercise. Now, writing prompt and writing exercise are two different things. A writing prompt is designed to start to create an actual poem. It's uh, and we'll get to that in just a second. But the writing exercise, an exercise is exactly what it sounds like. You know, when you go out and you're exercising your body, you're you're stretching those muscles, you're sweating, you're you know you're not you don't you're not all dressed up. Pretty, well, some you know some of those girls get dressed up pretty cute when they're exercising, but you know that's not what it's for. <laughs> It's when you go out and you really stretch yourself. You push yourself out of your comfort zone, and then you push yourself to go a little bit further. You need to have that same attitude, that same commitment, no matter what you do in life. So, you know, the bodybuilder is going to go out and pump iron. You're going to pick up a pen and push your pen and pull it and drag it and run it in directions that you don't normally do. It is really important to do that in order for you to grow as an artist, as a writer. It's important for you to do that to become a better writer. All right, so this week what I'm going to have you do for your writing exercise is it's an exercise called Take One, and it's a screenplay I think that it's really fun because we get so our minds so set on every time we sit down and write, we have to write a poem because that's what we are. We're poets. Well, we're not really just poets. We're writers, and we're much more than that as well. But usually when we sit down, we think, okay, I'm going to sit down and write a poem. I want to push you out of that comfort zone, and anything you do out of that comfort zone is going to make you grow, and it's going to make you a better poet because you'll be looking at things differently. You're going to be writing differently. You're going to be approaching them differently. And then when you sit down to write your next poem, that's going to go into play. So screenplays. It's it's really the screen. And I don't know if you've ever done this before, but it's absolutely awesome. I did. I wrote a one-act play one time about a pair of God-cursed lovers who were transformed into a shooting star in a comet. And the only way they could come back to Earth is if they happened to pass each other in space, which hap- only happens, I mean, that, that it happens so far and few between that their story is almost lost to time. And in the opening scene, there's three young stars in the, who notice the comet and the shooting star. And the shooting star sees the comet and stumbles over her tail and stops and is frozen in place, staring at the comet. You know, it's almost like they recognize each other but not. And the the little stars are just like so freaked out about it. They've never seen anything like that. They've never seen a shooting star standing still. So they ask the moon, moon about it. And the moon is trying patiently to explain to them about the legend of the cursed lovers and how they can only come back if, they're, you know, if their passing goes unnoticed for like three days by the God that cursed them. And if they go back to Earth, they get to live their life out together, but upon death, they once again become the star in the comet. And it was so fun to write and put the personalities of those three stars together and to have them interact with each other. And it's actually actually written out in play form. So it isn't written out like a story. I actually have the characters' names and then their lines as we I went down the paper. And in all honesty, it's probably one of the funnest things I've ever 
written. I had so much fun. Every time I even think about it, I just kind of laugh to myself at those silly little stars who, whose personalities are almost like wiggly little puppies. And here's the old moon trying to explain to them throughout all their interruptions and all their questions and all their exuberance the story of the legend, telling the legend of the, the star and the comet. So anyway, it's really cool, and I think that you're going to have a lot of fun with it. So please, 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 I want you to try it. What you're going to do is, first of all, you're going to think of a scenario. Then you're going to create a cast of like one to three characters, um, kind of keep it simple. And then in dialogue form, I want you to uh, have your char- have your character describe a uh, in conversational format an event that changed your life forever, or uh, make up and describe an event that changed your life forever or would change your life forever but just create and if you don't like that idea just come up with any type of conversation it doesn't matter um this is just take that in whatever direction but that's the concept is to create you know one to three characters that you're interacting with and create a dialogue in conversational format in the form of a screenplay where you actually have individual lines for your characters and tell the story okay all right next prompt a prompt is intended to create a poem A poetry prompt is intended to create a poem. So it can be either the title of the poem, it can be the first, or it can be a line in the poem, or it can just be the general concept of the poem. Okay, it doesn't, and or it can be the the idea that provoke the poem, kind of thing. Anyway, you get what I mean. So it's kind of like blowing a seed out there plants and whatever happens to it from there is uh, up to you guys, but it does need to be turned into a a poem or prose piece, possibly. So the prompt for this week is by the seat of my pants. By the seat of my pants. That is your prompt for this week. All right. So now I am going to play an audio track. I've got the first, as per Uh, the agreement with all of you guys that we came up with about a year ago um, because I never would read any of my poetry on the show. I was just, and I got yelled at. And so the agreement that we came up with is that the first show of every month I would read or play one of my tracks. I would read one of my pieces or play one of my tracks. So I've got one of those ready, and I may do that, but I'm going to play an audio track from one of you guys first. We always start and end every episode with an audio track. If you are a recording artist or you have something of yours recorded and you would like to have that played on the air, you can email it to me. The word the is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. That's thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. Okay? And make sure you put MP3, something like that, in the subject line, audio file, something long, something like that. Uh, so it kind of stands out for me. We'll get uploaded to the show, and we will play it for the world. The piece that I am going to start the sh- uh, show off with tonight is by the Poetry Chicks, and it's called Poems About Revolution. Alrighty, here you go. You will not be taught poems about revolution in school. Because poems about revolution open the skull, open the universal all-seeing eye. Poems about revolution are high without the need for a family. Poems about revolution and power, pour like a meteor shower from your mouth. Breathing heart beating poems devouring land. Savage wild words wide. Poems about revolution soar, 
exercise. And we suppose that your taught school can never epitomize because homes about revolution cannot be institutionalized. Homes about revolution cannot be formalized. Homes about revolution are alive. They are not contrived. Homes about revolution will tell ye how Allen Ginsberg how Amiri Baraka saw of America. How was made stand knee deep in excrement. The sand peasant solves to strengthen his sad state of freedom. Free verse equality equals seventeen years in prison. Or how Habluna Ruda declared to his persecutors the only weapons here are my words or we gin beheaded in China for not forsaking our poems. Viva la revolution de la femme. Or how Otto René Castello was emulated in Guatemala and, and gave his life as it must be given on rock Dalton, who escaped two death sentences by miracle, by news, by sheer craziness of the soul born and bred poems of revolt. Or how Hugo Meenan incarcerated still walked his fifty yards of historical interval in a fit of madness, in a fit of epilepsy, in a fit of screaming to find that sentiment is not rubbish when your home is burning or Bertolt's breath. Enemy of the bourgeoisie, high-brow view of literature. The bourgeoisie, capitalist publishers who keep the mind numb. The bourgeoisie, chewing gum poems. You will not hear names like Irina Rutushinskaya, the Anne Prime, Anne Oliveira, or Pamela Brown. There is no poem like Lloyd poems for the revolutions in town. Poems about revolution are not choked back. Poems about revolution are not black or white or idolatrous flags. Poems about revolution do not compromise. Poems about revolution do not anesthetize beliefs, compartmentalize human rights. Poems about revolution delegate would change. Poems about revolution emancipate. Poems about revolution strides across every divide. There is no other side. Poems about revolution do not lie. Wander lonely as colonial flood. Poems about revolution bear no injustice. They practice no malpractice or mispractice. Poems about revolution inspire. Poems about revolution are rhetorical waters that give clarity to the mind. Homes about revolution are divine. Homes about revolution shine like beacon in the night and the day in ways that only poems about revolution can. When all that has been said and done has been forsaken and locked away, poems about revolution will not be bound or murdered or castigated. Homes about revolution are the syllables of freedom thrusting up at the bloggings, down busting and rising above anyone. That was the Poetry Chicks with Poems About Revolution. And the audio on that one, I don't think this first time I've played that one. And the audio I don't think was real good. I'm not sure if it came through well for you guys, but... I think I'm going to try to get a different version of that one so that we can hear it a little bit better. All right, so I've tried to, as per our agreement, you guys, I'm going to play a track of mine. I was actually trying to find uh, find one to read tonight, but 
I got just so tied up in everything that I didn't get a chance to pull it up and and uh I can't find the one I was looking for. So instead of doing that, I'm just going to play a track uh of one of my tracks. And the one that I'm playing because I was talking earlier about writing the screenplay and how much fun that was, this one is probably another one that I had a lot of fun writing. And a lot of you guys may or may not know, but I am a huge Shakespeare nerd. I absolutely love Shakespeare. And the time frame that I wrote this, I had spent, I was really doing a, reading a lot of Shakespeare. And every time, I, I had this calendar, this this theater calendar, and, and every time a Shakespeare play was being performed, whether it was on high school level or whether I drove to Ashland, Oregon, to see a Shakespeare play put on there, um, I saw every single one I could find. I mean, I've probably seen The Tempest 20, 30 times, uh, just over and over again. And it's really funny because it doesn't matter how many times you see it, every version is done differently. And you pick up different things, and and things are you know, performed in ways that make you look at them new. It's just a lot of fun. So when I wrote this piece was during that those those two summers where I really, really, really was, you know, stalking the Shakespeare. <laughs> And it really comes through. You can tell by the uh, by the piece that you you can really tell that that's what I was having fun with writing this one. I don't think it's the greatest poem that I've ever written, but it's probably one of them that I've had the most fun with, and definitely one of them that I had a lot of fun recording. So, uh, the piece that I'm going to play of mine for the first of the month piece is called "Lake at the River's End." Here we go. The Lake at the River's End, a fable of sorts. He sees her there, kneeling beside the lake at the river's end. Tears of sadness do ripples send. She is just a dream he is haunted by, bound to the sounds she cries. Her tears pound out his heartbeat. When they stop, tis when they meet. A moment or a lifetime too late, fear made him hesitate deeply now to feel the grief beyond measure, no relief for the empty arms of his soul. Only he hears the twin harps echo transcending him to stand beside her, to look but never touch her, because he loved her too much or not enough. Could this be the truth told as such? Her tears slow in motion fall, still two souls he there call. In the ripples they stand face to face, what is lost love is still to embrace. The image she sees beside her, that dreams deliver from her. His love is all she could have ever dared. Now it will not free her from his presence there. Her sorrow never to release him, existing together only in the reflection of a moment she saw so clearly. 
Oh, hearts do pay so dearly, when one never sees what the other sees so clear, so well. A lover's hell, to be so close that closer no longer exists, and still not know the taste of the other's lips. To hunger the flesh, to plead, the soul to weep in the need. Seeing everything on the surface of the lake, make no mistake, because there's been one too many here. Skipping stones, distorting what should be seen so clear, that while two fools stand a world apart, two souls have joined, and the world forgot, forever locked inside each other, and what existed before is limited to the limitless of the other. Barring nothing that their dreams did lack, the pen's been tapped, the ink is dry, and two lovers trapped in the sky come back to the lake at the river's end, one reflection, one perfection, one revelation. It is without end, love, sorrow, a duplicate tomorrow, cursed to love itself again and again. A beginning, a middle, and a music box end. A thousand times once more, the music only to restart time and space apart. From where she kneels, still and yet again, beside the lake, at the river's end. First of all, let me give you the number again. The number, if you'd like to call in and read tonight, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. I do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area. That looks like a Skype caller is our first caller for the night. Uh, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. Say, hi, this is me, and I'm going to share this poem tonight. <laughs> it's really important because you want people to know who you know, know who's reading, and you also want to have your name attached to your work. That's really, really important. You never want to send your work out in there into the world without your name attached to it. So make sure that you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two pieces, you can read two poems. If the lines get too busy as the night progresses, we may have to change that and limit it to just one poem. But right now you can do, you're good to go for two. Alrighty. When you're done reading, make sure that you give your URL. That way people can come over and find you and get to know you and your work better before you come back here and read again next week. Then please do remember that we do have a mature rating. That means you are bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn poems, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you are good to go. Alrighty? I'm going to give the first three callers tonight so you kind of have an idea of where you are in the lineup. First caller we have is a Skype caller. Then we have area code 832. 
and then 425. And then I do want to let area code 503 know that you are not in the lineup. 503, if you wanted to come on and read tonight, please press 1. If you're here just hanging out and listening, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. If you change your mind at any time, 503, go ahead and press 1, and that will put you in the lineup. Okay? So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on our Skype caller. Skype caller, are you with me? I am, yes. I am, Hey, sweetheart, I'm so glad that you are here. Yeah, it's been too long. It has been. It has been. I didn't want to seem like a stalker or anything, but I have to tell you, you know, I did come over and check your page once in a while just to make sure that, you know, make sure you were still around and didn't run away or something. <laughs> but it's good to hear it's from you. It has been too long. Been manic. <laughs> So what I want you to do, my love, is I want you to introduce yourself, and then I want you to tell everybody where you're calling from and what time it is. I'm Callum, and I'm calling from the UK, and it's currently 28 minutes past one in the morning. <laughs> now, how's that for dedication, you guys? I really am excited to hear from you, sweetheart. I cannot wait to see what you brought us tonight. Is there anything you want to share, anything you want to talk about before you get started? Uh, no, I've I, I've had a hard time dealing with a few things going around in my head, and I, I was suffering from writer's block quite severely because of it. Um, and this first piece I'm going to be sharing is basically everything that was going through my head just flowing out onto the page in one go. Uh, ended up writing at about six o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> And it's actually called Enduring the Rain. I sit here, head held towards the heavens, beneath the ever-darkening sky, feeling the world cleanse my now unburdened soul as I am drenched, half by rain and half by pain. The only proof that remains the tender crimson rings of regret around my eyes stinging and stained that way from the salt-filled hopes that have escaped my now hopeless heart. Still wishing it was as easy to overcome this pain as it is to await the change in the weather. It simply won't get better. Through the tears and the cries of pain, I ask myself, when will you get your life together? But how can I get my life together when it's broken beyond repair? The cracks sealed over by tape, it's, it's the only way I could keep myself from falling completely apart. Each puzzle piece of my heart scattered like the stars across the universe. Yet still, I sit, head towards the sky, hoping the pieces fall back upon me with the rain. Because now more than ever, I wish to feel whole again. End peace. Wow. You know, it's it's a really, really scary place to be. You know, I'm I'm listening to that piece and and it feels so familiar. There was a, a time in my life where just looking at myself was felt like I was looking at a broken mirror and and reflections and distorted pieces of me in each in each broken piece, in each shard of glass, in each shard of that mirror. And it was like, how can I put this back together? How can I, how can I fix this? How can I fix me? Um, 
you know, and, and yeah, it was, had to do with I my mom and my childhood and all this. And and so when you when you were reading that, it, it like took me back to that that time when I felt like that, you know. And you and it it's a hard hard place to be, but I have to tell you, in the writing of it, it's it's really hard to write about emotions or a very emotional thing like that and to be able to write it to where it's palpable and relatable to other people. It's hard to do and it's very powerful when you can. So the fact that when you were reading that, I was instantly taken back to the image of that broken mirror, which was what I was at that moment in my life, is a pretty powerful thing. You know, it, it makes it makes your breath catch in your throat. It makes your you know, makes your hands go from open palm to a balled up fist in the reading of it. You know, you get that, that self preservation flight or fight mode feeling listening to you read that, which means it's a very, very powerful piece of writing and you did a great job on it. I applaud you. Thank you. Not easy to share vulnerability like that either, is it? It's not, but a lot of the time before coming on a year I would just pretend that I've just wrote it about something else. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in coming on here, I, I've realised that a lot of my writing is about my emotions and what I'm feeling at the time and things that I'm seeing in the world around me. And I can't really disguise that anymore and pretend that it's not me. <laughs> you should never pretend. Never pretend. It, Unless you're doing it on purpose. A little bit more than that, though. <laughs> Are you going to read two, my darling? I am, yes. Okay. This one's untitled. Um, I honestly don't know what I could title it at all. It's another emotional piece, but of a different nature. I loved her. She was the sun. I the moon. My heart set for hers. I longingly memorised every moment as I saw her arise. Waiting each night awake, praying one day we could meet. Till the next day came to stifle my dreams. While I shared her light with the world, I lost myself to contemplation. Wondering if she saw me too. Knowing I could never meet her, as our orbits are alternate. And all I'll catch is a distant glimpse. And still, I love her. As time goes on, I see day by day go by, dwindling my faint hopes. I look upon the world as they stir. I knew from the look of admiration that you must be near. But I couldn't see you before me where you filled my heart with such cheer. I see my shadow fall upon them, knowing just what that must mean. Turning to see your beauty, I felt your kiss fall softly upon my lips. I hope that more than once within my lifetime we'll get to share an eclipse. And peace. Wow. 
That was, said it was that a, was a, phenomenal. A bit you know, when you – go ahead. I'm sorry. Saying it was a little bit more upbeat. So. <laughs> when, you, when you first started reading, I love it when somebody says, this doesn't have a title. Because immediately it's like, oh, boy, I get to pick a title for it. And so I listened to the piece really carefully, trying to figure out um, what kind of a title I can give at the end, right? And so when you started reading that and you're talking about the sun and the moon and that, you know, that moment and that connection, instantly and you were reading on and you're talking about that that love and it was almost you know to me it was almost like describing that that instance in i don't know if you've seen the movie lady hawk i've not no okay so if you haven't seen it you should see it amazing movie it was one of matthew broderick's very first films incredible called lady hawk um but it's a moment where they can almost touch and so it made when I'm listening to it, I'm thinking, and even fall, even fall means, uh, even fall is a word that means that moment where the sun lingers on the horizon just before sunset, and everything in the world is cast in that that uh, golden glow, and it's that that hovering moment between daylight and nighttime, and so I'm thinking, ah, oh, the purgatory of even fall, that would be a great, and then you get to the end, and I realize it's the eclipse, which was an awesome twist. You know that that just the the shadowing, the overshadowing, and and the it just so I have no title for you because it just blew me away at the end. It knocked me right out of the water. <laughs> the the title to the first one was actually chosen for me by a friend, and the same friend is who the second piece is actually about. Oh, that's so, cool. We still get to speak, but it's very very distant. Uh, it was a beautiful piece. I absolutely loved it. Thank you. Very, very bittersweet, haunting. Yeah, I'd go with bittersweet. Yeah, it's a polite way of saying it. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. You ever, you ever been in a situation where you're standing on the railroad tracks and you see a train wreck coming straight for you? And you know it's totally going to mess you up. But you still stand there because you don't have any other choice. And then after it's over, it's like, oh, my God, that fucked me up. <laughs> but, but you still would have stood there anyway. Yeah, it's definitely along the lines of those feelings. But I think it'd be a bit bigger than a, a train coming at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't know. Personality I could think of, but a lot, you know, just it had that, it had that, that tug in it. It was awesome. All right, my darling, do me a favor, tell everyone how they can come show you some love, get to know you better. I can be found on Facebook uh, as Callum Kennedy Hume, and on Twitter uh, at Kennedy Hume, and I'm also on All Poetry, and it's Say It With Style. Very cool. All right, sweetheart. It is so grand to hear from you. I am so glad you were able to call in. And if you ever get in that place where you think you have writer's block and you're stuck again, email me. Utilize me. That's what I do. I will fix it. Okay? Definitely. I'll, 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 I'll nudge you out of there. 
<laughs> I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> I, I just All had right, a lot of crazy don't. things going on at the same time, and my daughter was off school, so mm-hmm. life was, as I said, manic. I understand completely. All right, baby. If you get a chance, please do call in next week. You've got family here, okay? I'll try and get back. All right, hon. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Why do I have to be on the air? Because we love you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, maybe maybe and this is in Soldier Blue, one, okay? and, and and maybe it isn't. <laughs> I'm not it's telling. Such a goober. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, somebody has to be. <clears throat> but um, uh, just I don't know. There's coming some weird things and just different kind of stuff. Anyway, this one, uh, let me find the part. There it is. Okay. This one's called Dying Times. The tired lives of eyes, each star. Unseen by the monetary flash, hunger of the reddened wolf, Jutze Ego. Talking in eager discourse with the raven, Chonge Gake Hawe. Bone sketches, bone speeches made with the unborn about winter. Bathe, drago ego. Sacred like, likened unto earth, a filter siphon. Passage, dreams, flame, fire, waves, foam, smoke. Pompte, pete, poe. Dream songs, women of the night, bone fires, earth and stone, liquid fire, all was born, formed from stone. Women, loam soft from the mist, kiss sweet. Torn from the hardened water smoke that can drench or drown the earth we wake upon. Blessed speech of a waterfall. Dancing in the dust. Everyone droops languid, wretched in the sun. Buse doge. In the wither of the coming summer heat, spiteful trails of morning mounting sadness we never intended to be made, though we find ourselves crowded into that mean space, grass shocks to roots, gone, dried upon the high wind. We become again. Women form the ties that bind death of one as an individual poor, a personified genocide. 
Nisi. Otra troca. Foam forms the will of the ocean. Vajinitra. The surge of a raging sea. Salt and restless sentient saline foment. Justice cannot be found with the innocent. It is the price we pay daily. Breaking our bodies for bread to the daily fare. How much can you take before the diet of your flesh is the covered bare, bared bones, broken lines that bound you to synthetic ropes of sinew, dragon, blood without cells, oh, chemical flesh, jour. Death of all things viable in a barren land. Where does she Monica? It is now the moment we have waited for to battle those who would cast our lives into roles of insignificance. Brittle in their brilliance, those who yet harbor their true nature, relentless in their endurance. Find others of like mind To say that they are all human beings Would be foolish Flesh can do nothing Spirit does everything Spirit is what connects one twining skein to another Elemental threads of one creation, not separated, not segregated, not one in dominion over all. What a stupid idea that is. Just another invaluable part of the whole. Do you get it yet? Evolutionary patterns continue noted, deemed noteworthy or not. You as humanity are not the only indispensable part of what has been the creator's dream. Oh, first maker. The reason for our being humanity, weak, frail, fragile, sometimes wretched at best, not by any stretch the be-all, end-all of what we see before us that is ego that is arrogance a travesty of being water first medicine women our water attachment to earth to rising life the balance again yet to be struck anything else said in belabored semantics is a lie Thus the one who would expound otherwise proponent of patriarch is a liar. Women bear the fruit of birth. Water the first home of a child. Water is life. It is first medicine. It is past time that the responsibility be taken up in caring for this great gift or we shall all be gone. Gasoline. Dawn is breaking. 
what will you do this day for that greater good? It is the moment for truly good works to be accomplished. Yes, water for our earth. We are the ghost road born. Women uphold the bounty from whence we come. That was incredible. It, um, you were so exuberant when you called in. <laughs> and, <laughs> I was almost expecting, you know, for you to, to uh, be doing a piece on the circus. No, not really. <laughs> and, and and then you sneak up behind me and, and sideswipe me with this amazing piece of soberness. <laughs> eh, you know, so some of us have to roll, roll that way, you know. You know what's really funny, Soldier Blue, is mm. the show's been on the air for 13 years, and I actually knew you before I started doing this show and have been reading and listening to your poetry for over 13 years. Do you realize that? It's been a bit. That you know, and I and you read, and it's like I sit there, and you know what a fan of your poetry I am, and you know how much I love your writing, and you know how profoundly it affects me. But I seriously am getting to the point where I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, what unique thing can I think of to say that I haven't already said? It's really a challenge. I should have started writing them down 13 years ago, so by 13 years later, I could just reach into the random thing and, and grab one of my index cards out because you know that was 20, that was you know 12 years ago. You'll never remember that I said that to you all once before. Hey, you know, it was just poor planning on my part, right? Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, let's put it this way. I can only speak for myself, obviously. And I you know, and as you well know, I have never thought of my my work of uh words as being something uh as a side a sidebar of any kind. So for me it's always just been another part of the evolutionary pattern of you know, where am I gonna go to next? And just trying to figure, you know, just trying to be open to, you know, that next uh, round of uh, ideas, basically. And not uh, not concern myself with, you know, well, is it going to sound like the last one? I could care less if it sounds like the last one. You know, sometimes it hits like a bomb. Sometimes it comes across, you know, like smooth water. It just depends <laughs> on where I'm at at that moment, you know. You know, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm not trying to make anything, you know, to be, you know, like a, I don't know, like a benign, you know, dessert or something, you know. Who cares? Well, I think that you're an amazing writer, and I am such a huge, huge, huge fan, and you know that. And, um... Yeah. I appreciate that. You're very welcome, my dear. All right. So were you going to read a second piece, or are you just going to do the one tonight? 
Uh, I can. It, uh, that was the only one I really had uh, basically like printed out into into uh, more readable form. But I mean, I can kind of throw throw some mud pies at the wall <laughs> if you really want to hear another one. <laughs> you can read too. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm not even sure what this is going to be yet. I just know that it's just been it, uh, just uh, within this one, and I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm right. I haven't. I have to. I mean, obviously, it'll kind of unfold itself as I read it. But I'm just really kind of tripping on that stuff with, with all of the gray whales that have been dying recently. And I mean, it's 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 kind of a twofold effect for me because I know that there they are. You know the gentle giants of the deep, uh, and that in their own way they are indispensable to the ocean. And I just I don't know why, but it just keeps ringing in my head. You remember um, the like the first movie that they made with the start the original Star Trek uh, cast, and where there was like that big um, big uh, like like spaceship that was. Uh, moving through space and uh, rolling towards earth. And it was sending out like huge sonar waves trying to, you know, to basically to communicate. And they finally figured out that what they, they, they were trying to communicate with were, were the whales, but there were none in the ocean. So they had to go back in time to like try to find a whale to bring back to the ocean so that this, this uh, entity within the, this particular spaceship would, you know, then, you know, recede from the earth and uh, you know, stop the the um, disruption of everything going on on Earth at that point. You remember that one? I absolutely don't remember that one, which I could have told you two minutes ago, but it was so much fun listening to you explain it. <laughs> well, that's what keeps running through my mind, though, because, like I say, you know, it's like I mean, and not to say that you know that alien beings, you know, can. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even going to expound upon that. But I'm just saying that 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 that's just kind of like the thought that runs through my head. You know what I'm saying? When I hear all about the whales that are that are dying like this, and you know they had a little, uh, uh, you know, like a yearling uh, sperm whale that they found like 50 pounds of 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 plastic in his stomach. You know, and then various and then they're and they're and they're 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 actually just kind of like. Not stop talking about why the gray whales are dying, but I'm sure that they have an idea. They just don't want to talk about it. Anyway, mm-hmm. this, this, that's part of you know just kind of like where when something that kind of kind of rolling through me at the moment, and and not to say it's momentary either. It's just it's, it is a concern to me anyway. It's a concern. Anyway, that's that's it. That's part of all of what's in this this work. Full breath taken, defiles of smoke observed. Oh, a whiff of the weird, my steps are gathered to be lightly placed amongst the dead star dims, shadows fall. Predictability, with predictability where none have been given residence before. Gedake, Niga Shiga, Ugo. The people gather. We shall hold ceremony to discover why. Pack on, Dawn. 
Seeds of canyon mist, pearl wet in the darkness, as colored clays rinse the face of smooth weathered stones. Moninga. Times and trials have decided the weather. Corn shocks layered make us rustling floor of countenance for calm and ceremony. Earth shall come to order. Beings of beauty demand an answer on her behalf. Live coals sputter away. Flames build in the night. Travelers at bay. Raining winds at rest. The bones of dawn shall be apparent soon. Corn becomes the flesh of the day, so minded in progress. Leathern parfletches of thought, the drawstrings broken open, loosened, have spilled across the corn thatch floor to coalesce, beating form to those so seated for this discussion. And we shall lift up the question why? By death, by moonlight, we have walked far, farther than we ever intended upon the dim routes that laid out before us by others, praying for us that we should follow them upon these lines of thinning threads of greater design than the hollow ravines and arroyos used by the herds stepping often as not in their own droppings of many ancient meanderings of yore. The old ones easing our eyes to other dim paths of passage so to follow them instead of being caught in the currents of ignorance. To be the people awake and aware. Can you hear it? Can't you hear it? The drum pulse, heart heat of us all. Step inside, step instead to your place before the first glint of the golden morning hours break heavy. Misfortune will find us all soon enough. Let us prepare for that so that we not appear before others as gaffed fish, dull, dead with surprise of the unexpected so easily avoided shaggy and so with winnowing hands let us raise that question of silence and meditative thought 
why? Treading water, stepping on disease, Marjini, we know better. We didn't have to take that breath of bone dust. We were too busy watching our own feet. Careful steps to the precipice, feeling no pain of ice or cold. Walking, walking, eyes shut each time. Why? Oksabe. Slipping between stones and trees, a forest of fate and dreaming songs late in the making shall be the dirge. A rising melody for all the dead. All of the gray whales and travesty of death therein. Silent beings of the deep stars driven mad by the constancy of this massacre. Death of the natural world, Monica. We have danced, we have given flesh, and now we shake loose the movements of the sacred dead. Their blood is ours, and we shall make sure that they do not fall afoul of these ignorant, of those ignorant as to think that they are in control. Time stands as do we, and there shall be no more. We are the ghost road born, and we shall lead our relations home. Utsi, nonke ujongye ubeke. Absolutely phenomenal, Soldier Blue. Fantastic job, honey. Thank you very much. You are very, very welcome. Like I say, that's and again, that's one of the stories I'm keeping up with because it, uh, I think it affects us all, whether we know it or not. Incredible. All right, do me a favor, love. <laughs> I know. Oh, just, right. just as I was yeah, trying to me. say that, I was also <laughs> typing thank you to tech support because I'm trying to get the chat room working. Yeah, I, I multitask like shit. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it's okay, you know. No, I'm All right, tell yeah. everyone how to find you, love. All right. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Rafe Wild, and his parentheses underneath it'll say Soldier Blue. And then also, uh, um, well, I'm just all over the place as far as YouTube and uh, e-zines and trying to get other things going. And got a little free podcast of four so far. I'm fixing to put in another one though because I really want to get this uh, stir us. Uh, fifth piece in there, there, which uh, is I look at it as what I call a triple threat because it's uh, actually uh, three three languages in one one piece. 
uh, the Spanish, English, and uh, the language of my people. So I'll be working on that too. But uh, yeah, like I say, you can find me. I'm out there. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah, of course. I will have more <laughs> abominations by then. <laughs> Goofball. All right, hon. We'll talk to you then, sweetheart. Yes, ma'am. Thank you always Thank for this you. platform for expression, Ms. Amada. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. So, guys, we are having some issues with the lines. The chat room is really um, bad right now. Um, you're probably not going to be able to get in the chat room. Keep poking with the stick. It should let you in eventually. We've only got six lines coming into the studio right now. Where Normally we have 200. So if you're trying to call in and getting that fast, busy signal, just keep dialing. It will let you in eventually. All righty. Our next caller on the air is going to be area code... Actually, let me give you the next three. Okay, so you kind of know where you are. Have a heads up. We have 425, then 219, then 503. And I want to let area code 989 know that I do see you on the board, but you are not in the lineup to come on the air. So if you'd like to come on and talk tonight, press 1 on your uh, keypad. That will put you in the lineup if you're here just listening. I appreciate you being here. Hope you enjoy the show. If you change your mind at any time, area code 989, press 1, and that will put you on the lineup, and I'll I'll know you want to come on. All right. Let's go ahead and grab area code 425. 425, you're on the air. Hi. Hey, sweetie. I'm calling from Seattle, and I'm Kay Salady. It is so good to hear from you. Oh, it's nice to talk to you. It's been a long time. It I'm going has. to attempt to read. <laughs> I've been kind of sick, but I'm going to attempt to read. Uh, my first piece is This Old Tree Will Die. Beneath the boughs where summer's green that once were bright cannot be seen, we met again to say hello as we had done so long ago. I waited there below the flame of autumn leaves yet once again to see your eyes and hold your hand. To say goodbye, my gentle man. I touched the tree and smelled her bark. Her memory had left a mark upon my heart within my soul. The fragrance there was wonderful. I carried there beneath her dress. I clung to her with eagerness. My loneliness drank her in. As the rendezvous began again, for you were there right by my side. To dance with me, your arms stretched wide. You sang to me a lover's song. I felt so safe within the throng. The same familiar melody that you had sung so oft to me rang to my ears straight to, straight from your heart. It said that you would not depart. I closed my eyes to feel the dance. So caught up in this romance as you spun me around and round. We both fell dizzy to the ground. You held tightly to my hand. You held me there at your command. I felt a whispered kiss goodbye. And as I opened up my eyes, I was alone beneath the tree. Her leaves blew gently in the breeze. The sky grew dim, and so did I. 
the clouds of purple drifted by, as if to say it's time to go, for he won't come to say hello. You will never feel the touch beneath this tree you love so much. It's just a faded memory. Place it behind where it should be. Spring will never come again, nor flowers bloom within her reign. Winter snow will bury deep the promises he said he'd keep. And this old tree will freeze in death. Yes, this old tree will die. Damn. And peace. That was amazing. Why haven't you been calling in again? Oh, I've just not been. <laughs> I've had a lot going on. <laughs> right? <laughs> I missed you. That oh, was I missed freaking you too. amazing. That was incredible. You know, it's really funny. That piece really touched me. I had a boyfriend I met um, when I was really young. And <laughs> we used to go camping all the time. And I, I dated him off and on my entire life. My, I mean, since I was just a kid. And uh, there was this place we used to go camping in Colorado. And he carved our names in a oh, aspen tree one time. Like in a tree? Oh, my gosh. I have a poem about something like that. In an aspen tree. And then, he, and then we yeah. moved away from each other. And then I moved back to the springs, and I went up to our old camp spot, and I carved a message to him in the tree. And then mm-hmm. I moved away. And then years later, I went back and went back up there, and he had carved a message to me in the tree. And it went on that way for forever. I mean, that whole tree was filled Aww. with things we wrote back and forth to each other, but we were never there at the same time. Oh, my it's, goodness. It's really kind of cool. And it was just it, so that, that message made me, you know, think about, you know, when I would go and I would stand at that tree, you know, I would I would see him laughing and, you know, I would see the tent <laughs> falling down in the rain during the thunderstorm and, and all, the thing, all the fun we had up there. And so when you're sitting there talking about your memories and the memories under the tree and the things that it provoked and, the, and you know, the just the realizing that that moment living that that moment being so strong and vivid but understanding you know when you open your eyes that it was just a memory and it will never be there again you know yeah. it, it really took me back to my tree it was awesome that was a great piece seriously <laughs> i loved it thank you so much thank you i'm glad you liked it yeah i wrote i i i you know you were talking earlier about things that provoke um memory and how many things you can use to trigger to use to uh, write a poem, and I have a, a, a someone who is my muse, and I'm his. And over the years, we've written poetry back and forth, and some of my most beautiful poetry has been written about him. And actually, we talk online. He lives in another country, but uh, he's talked to me about things that, you know, things in his place. And I've talked to him about things in mine, things that he's never seen, things I've never seen, and we use those. Uh, to write poetry back and forth to one another, kind of like Browning, you know, it's kind of funny, but I've written some of my most beautiful poetry, and that that piece is for um, for him. So it's just amazing. Somebody I've never met that I've written the most beautiful love poetry for someone I've never even met, but he's he's <laughs> married, but he's my friend, and we just write this beautiful poetry. And it's, it's, it's amazing, amazing and when you get that connection with somebody, isn't it? Somebody yes, that that it sparks something inside of you, and it's 
yeah, I, I, I have someone that I'd never met either, and I, and uh, I would, I wrote with them for years and years and years. Um, so I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, when everyone says, "How can you write love poetry to someone that, um, you know, that you're not in love with or is married?" And like in your situation, he's married and blah blah blah. They just don't understand that it has nothing to do. I mean, it's like it's a poet's love, and if and you just can't explain it to somebody so that they would understand. They don't get it. They don't understand that that meeting of minds and how you can write that way with somebody and have it be just that. It's, yeah, I get it. It's amazing. I I just, just like today, I just wrote a piece of poetry today. Maybe I should recite it now because it's, it's just absolutely about what we were just discussing. So maybe I'll recite that right now. It's called Soul Touch. Okay. I just finished writing it. Might as well read it now. Bodies need not touch for hearts to skip a beat. I reached out for you and ever softly you touched me. Transcending time and distance, a rose that never dies lent us its sweet fragrance to linger for all time. Proving us immortal a thousand lifetimes through, for you are near my side and darling I with you. When bounds the golden sun and glows the glorious moon, I feel you close to me in everything I do. I have found my greatest love, a feeling so intense, and I will never know another as immense. For I, this lowly plane, have kissed the sacred sun long before the day I die and before my days are done. The splendor that I feel Remains within my view each time you think of me and when I think of you. That was beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. So now you can just send him. Let's see, we are one minute and 46 seconds left in the show. So we're an hour and 15 minutes into the show. You can send him a link to it and tell him you read it live. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm very shy. I don't know if I can, but maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It's so amazing how I write these poems, but in person, I am so shy. (laughs) I write these really hot poems, but, yeah, I've got some pretty hot ones out there, but I'm really shy in person. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we can always hide behind our poems. We We can always hide behind our poetry. All we have to do is say, it's just a poem. You know, and they never know. Is it really no, hurt really, or is it it's, just words? It is. <laughs> it, it's not just only words. It's it's real. I it's really. I think that you know, when you write poetry, you're really letting out your soul and your heart, and it's you. It's you. I really believe that. But I am shy. <laughs> I am terribly. I bet he would just be endeared to hear you read it. So think about it. I'm sure. Just tell him to tell him to come in at about an hour and ten minutes into the show, um, (laughs) and he'll be able to hear you. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome, sweetheart. Do me a favor and tell everybody how to find you, honey. Okay, you can find me uh, WordPress, uh, Case Lady at WordPress, and Facebook, and at Twitter. 
Very cool. And All right, my Seattle. darling, please <laughs> call in more often. Okay, thank you. It was really a pleasure You're... to join you. I enjoy your show so much. Well, we would love to hear a lot more from you, okay? Thank you. All right, hon. We'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Great to hear from her. All right, our next caller it comes from area code 219. 219, you are on the air. I am doing absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. It is good to hear from you. Thank you. So what are you going to bless us with tonight? Paul, Ms. Paul, brothers, your presence makes a tremendous difference. My dear brothers, situation all over the United States of America is in critical condition. Our young men need to see our presence. Some of them are lost through the serious lack of guidance and direction, and they have no positive male role for them to follow. These days, they look up to rap stars, sexual athletes, Entertainers, and entertainers is a role model. See, I'm well aware that we all count a version of things tough times. And for some of us, life is just with some bad hands. We cannot afford to use our circumstances as excuse not stand up as real men to be depressed, to be a presence. Make a difference in the lives of our young brothers. It's time for us to settle to the plate, welcome our God-given authority, take charge and claim our rightful place. Take time out of our busy schedule to be a minute of one of these young brothers. Your presence alone makes a tremendous difference in his life. Now, if we could get all the men Stand up and be real men. Our communities will be better places to live. All this sense is not us all is disrespecting ourselves. All this fitness and foolishness and all this drama and hate and craziness would be happening right now if we as real men started growing backbones and started standing up with boldness. We decide to make our stand up and make our presence known. But real men stand up, boys sit down. This poem is especially for all, all of my dear brothers who have sons, nephews, younger brothers, grandsons, and younger cousins in their youth. You must set a positive example for them to follow. You are the first influence in their lives. The impact in their lives is major. But it's your duty and responsibility to teach these young brothers how to become a real real man. Because your presence makes a difference. All they need is a little guidance. 
All they need is a, some encouragement and inspiration. All they need is some of your time. All they need is some of your love and appreciation. All all they need is someone like you to steer them in the right direction. Really, it's all it takes, my brother. You don't have to be a celebrity or have a lot of money or start a charity to make a difference in your brother's life. Brother, oh, how, how can my presence make a difference? In time with me. Talk to him. Listen to him. Share your own experiences with you were a young man. So he can learn from them. Most important of all, be there for him when he needs you. In point. Awesome job. Fantastic job, Brother O. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Thank you so much, honey. Thank you, Nala. Thank you. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Love you. Not connecting me on me with me on Facebook, I can be found on Omar Brother O'Gavin. That's the social media outlet I have right now. Working on this, say the Instagram and Twitter page. Um, and as always, thank you for your consistent support every week at the Speakeasy Cafe. Thank you. Very welcome. All right, my darling, you going to be here next week? Yes, I'll be back next week. Thank you. <laughs> All right, sweetie. We'll talk to you then. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Bye-bye, sweetie. All righty. Our next caller comes from... Let's see how the lines look here. Uh, 989, you are still not in the lineup. Remember, if you wanted to come on and uh, read, just go ahead and press 1. Let's go ahead and grab 503. 503, you're on the air. Hi, Nyla. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Hello. I'm enjoying the program. The girl that was too shy to speak. Oh, my. Good poetry. Let her mm-hmm. practice. Right. You know, it's really Bring funny. Her on again. Go ahead. I'm what's sorry. That? No, what's what's funny? Oh, so this is John Kay's, everybody. I'll introduce him for him. <laughs> <laughs> but I have not had hardly any time at all on the computer this week, right? And so I'm sitting here and I'm going through all my messages and going down my page and all that good stuff. I'm trying to get caught up before the show gets started, and I find this post from you. Yeah, and it says, Brownie. <laughs> it says, you did this for me, planted me in community. Oh. For this, I will always be wearing white bell bottoms. And it made me smile yeah. so big. <laughs> I'm so glad. That was awesome. You did do that I have to tell you me. that was that was just the funnest thing ever. I have to find that picture of you now. I have to find 
that picture of you sitting on the hill. I've got it somewhere. Yes. I just have to go well, I want I want a copy. <laughs> I oh, want I'll a copy. I'll be plastering that all over social media. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, I brought you a poem tonight about a good friend of ours, Charles C.B. Banks. You know him? Oh, really? Yes. Yes, this man um, became a friend of mine on Facebook because of your show. And because of that, we have been sharing a lot of poetry. And he just recently had a birthday. And I wrote a poem for him. Aw. And didn't the last time I, you came on the air, didn't you read one for Uma? Yeah, that was for her uh, initial page, yes, yes, for Uma. Yes, these are the people that you have, you know, you have uh, introduced to me in my life. Very Aww. important people, too, by the way, in the way of a writer. Seriously, they do these things that uh, I am just impressed with. And you know me, I'm, I'm quite traditional, so I don't. Oh, I just joke. I can't do that. But boy, they do it well. Do they not? <laughs> you know, that's one of the things. They Yeah, they do it fantastic. But you know something? I love that you said this, and I'm going to take a moment to talk about it if you don't mind. No. When I first it. started this show, um, I belonged to, there was a group of people who started it with me. And. Uh, I, I was hosting another show before I started this show, and that show was so busy that I said, "Well, I'll start. We'll start this show, and it'll take up some of the overflow from that show because it, we just couldn't get everybody on that show. They're no longer. They've been gone for a long, long time, by the way. But so when I started putting this show together, the first initially the format was the very first of the show. I did a half hour interview, and then we went to the open mic. And so as I was putting my show together, I went out and I found all these poets that I wanted to interview and had the lineup put together. And it just so happened that I had a, quote, quote, black urban street poet for my first guest, or second guest, second guest. <laughs> and they yes. got all pissed off at me because that was not one of our people. And it was just supposed to be for our clique and our poets. And I threw a fit, and it ended up being an all-out war between them and I. Wow. And I finally had to cut away from them. And the show, I almost stopped doing the show because they were very scary people, you know, doing some really weird things. <laughs> but I believed that I believed that, that poetry should not be segregated that art should not be segregated, that, it, that this format, that, I, that, that what I pictured, the community I pictured in my head could work. And it is something that you guys, the poets, have helped me make a reality because there is no segregation on this show. There is no, um, there is no division of anything, you know, that you've got the love poet reading next to the political poet, reading next to the slam poet, reading next to the, you know, little old grandma who's writing a, a poem to her internet boyfriend, to the, uh, you know, the, the, the ecosexual poet writing about tree hugging, to whatever, you know, all voices are represented here. It's absolutely a true melting pot of bards who all celebrate each other. And I have seen this 
continually over the years how the poet who comes on and writes sonnets inspires the spoken word artist or the person who comes on and writes short little haikus you know inspires a person who writes these epic spoken word and and how you guys all play so good together I mean, we are the ultimate sandbox on this show, and it, I love you it. I, I can't. It's just such a, something I'm so Absolutely. proud of. Absolutely, the you know, ultimate all I do is sandbox. It is. It is the ultimate sandbox. If the world, I say this all the time. If the world could take a lesson from the speakeasy poets, there would be no war. And Ever. You're right. You're right about that, although I have to remind you that I just spent an afternoon with your sister. Did you really? <laughs> yes, I did. How is she doing? Oh, she's wonderful. She does well. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> just thought that would come on the heels of war. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's at war with joke. my sister. It's I just don't know her anymore. I know you're not, but you know that last uh, profile picture you, you popped up and made me realize: yes, you are from the same family. You are Thomas. <laughs> yes, you are. You are, and you know that's an old, uh, you know, circus trick, Tommy. Ah, that was a joke, kid. Laugh or I'm going <laughs> to feel like I'm, I'm bad. I am laughing. I love my sister, Let's but get... my, I've just, you know, you know my history. My family is toxic to me, and therefore I cannot be around any of them. It never turns yeah, out I well know. for me, and I just can't do it. She, she isn't that And she funny. can't either. The, she doesn't understand that. The, the best thing yeah. that ever happened to her was getting away from our family. And she did it. She right. did it two decades before I did. So you know, good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't see yeah. it that way, but it was the best thing ever for her to get away. I'm. I am the ultimate neutralizer between the two of you. But I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Charles Seabank. Thanks. Well, if you talk Phoebe, to her, tell her thanks. I love her. Okay. I will. Of course, okay. I will. Okay. <laughs> In fact, um, she asked me um, what the phone number was. She's probably listening. Uh, She's good. probably listening. God, you know, love is hard. Celebrate it, it when you can find it. Celebrate it when you can find it. If there's one fucking lesson we learned from Pride Week, celebrate love. So, with that said, Charles, enough politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. You write just like Cummings upside down. You understand thought and family beyond. You ask me to be your virtual friend. You read with me in the room of pretend. So good. Ah, oh, happy birthday, my friend. In the phone. Aw, that was so awesome. 
know, it just it speaks volumes to your character, to your talent, to your capacity of love, and to the amazing man that he is. You know, the 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 how he touches people's lives, how he, he the fingerprints he leaves on people. I mean, it's a testimony to, you know, how he impacts those all around him that he may not even know. You know, and in you writing that for him, it just it's it's a gift all the way around. I have said so many nice things about his poetry on Facebook. And by the way, you know, it's this show that turned me on to these you know, six or seven folks. But he I have said so many things nice about his poetry, about how I love his voice, and he always comes back with the same thing. Your voice is important. Mhm. And he's right. I mean, you absolutely he's right. But my God, how humble is this man? Mhm. So. Anyway. You know how you know my my if if everybody is very endeared to me in one way or another, you know, and mommies don't have favorites. But we have favorite things about our, about our children, right? Like of none course, of you guys are my course. favorite, but there's something different about each one of you that's my favorite thing about you. And my favorite thing about him is it does not matter what he brings on my show to read. It has to do with food, and he just taunts me with it. You know, and it, it's such a – <laughs> and I listen for it now because I know somewhere he's in the poem that he brings, he's going to be talking – because he knows this comes, the show's on right during the middle of – because it starts at 5 and it doesn't get over till 8. So it's right in the middle of dinner time. You know, so today I have a banana mm-hmm. sitting here, and that's all I have mm-hmm. for dinner until I get off the air, right? Right. <laughs> so, and then he comes and he talks about food, and it just it just drives me nuts. It's like, all right, somebody order me a freaking pizza, damn it. <laughs> Bring me a burrito. <laughs> exactly, right? So good. So good. <laughs> There's a sushi place in the middle. Oh, good. <laughs> That's great. Uh, oh my Don, God. I am so glad you called in. I absolutely, you know, you you were a gem in my childhood, and you know, reconnecting with you via Facebook in my adult life, and and having you back around, and and being able to share things with I you. Know, I know, I, mean, I know, it is, I know, it's amazing I know, I know. I appreciate Shut it. Shut up! Shut up! All I am is hot comic relief, and you know you, no, you seriously, need some do you comic know why, relief. <laughs> no, 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 seriously, do you want to know why, honestly? This is why, why honestly. Because okay. when I was put into foster homes, the rest of my entire life was, and then when I grew up and got into radio, and I moved around so much from, from different market to different market because whoever offered me the most money, that's where I went. I was a single mom with three kids, and I refused to be a welfare mom, right? So right. I moved around so much in my life. But if I sit there and I'm talking to you, you know, and say, do you remember when? You remember me as a little freshman girl in high school. You know, and I say, remember when I don't have many people in my life that knew me then. I don't have very many people in my life that I've known that long. So it's very cool for me, and it's, and I appreciate you so much, and I really am glad that that we have connected again, and, and it's cool. For you and me both, it's the same for me. 
There's not that many connections. But the ones I have are so precious. Mm-hmm. You know, I just know how much I appreciate you, okay? I will. I've seen you another Robert Browning poem. <laughs> okay. Hey, he was an original erotic poet, except he couldn't say it. It's mm-hmm. beautiful poetry if you look at it. I love you, Nyla. Go take another caller. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Do you want to tell people how to find you? Or are you just going to run away? Oh, Which well, one are you doing this week? <laughs> well, I'm on Facebook. Under my squirrel name, I am in Washington Park. I am actually at the Fox Tower right across from um, Nordstrom's. It's kind of a cool job. So I'm right out front there. Yeah, come see me on a Saturday night in front of Fox Tower. Peace be with you, my friend. You as well, sweetheart. Thank you, honey. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right. That's so much fun when he calls in. All right. Next caller, area code 256. 256, you're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. This is Stan. Hey, Stan, my love. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? Awesome. I missed a call from you last week. Yes, I know. I got hung up and couldn't get to the broadcast. And then this week I had even more fun when I was with some friends and I got back in one car to come home and left my phone in the other and they went out of town and I didn't get it back for three days. Uh Uh-oh. It's been an adventure. It's been an adventure. I think you're probably calling me to talk about your... uh, 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 the, the workshop you wanted to put together, didn't you? Weren't you? Nope, not that I can remember doing a workshop. I did a workshop a little while. Didn't think about doing another. Hmm. Well, it says I have a missed phone call from you on my phone, so I don't know what it was about. But you can call me back if you want. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Unless it was an obscene phone call, then text me first and let me know so that I can, you know, put on something. Sexy, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Of course. All right. Of course. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't get many of those anymore, so I've got to enjoy them when I do. There you go. <laughs> you know what I used to do, Stan, when I would get an obscene phone call or something like that, or get a telemarketer on the phone that was just rude and would not take no for an answer? I would pretend no. like I was an, an Amway distributor. Oh, wow. And try to recruit them. And then they would just hang up on me. <laughs> of course, immediately. That nothing would get want anything to do with it. <laughs> it was so funny. So how have you been besides not having your phone? Well, other than that, getting acclimated into my new home here and trying to get things organized or at least as close to organized as I ever am. Did I know you were moving? I uh, don't think so. So you've moved. That's news. I have moved. I'm in my own little place here. Where it is Very much nicer. Cool. I am a distance from the rail line, so I do not have to try to shelter a broadcast that I'm doing with 
something else to mute the train whistles and the rattling of the rails. <laughs> so so that's, a, that's definitely a plus. Oh, that's always fun. At the very beginning of the show today, I had an alarm set on my Alexa in the kitchen and uh, or by the coffee maker. <laughs> and so just as the show started, just as we went live, it started going off. And they don't okay. shut off on their own. They just keep going and going and going. So the whole first, when I was doing the whole introduction to the show, I'm trying to talk really fast so I can get the, <laughs> so I can, so I can get the track playing so I can run in and shut that alarm off. It was so funny. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> I understand about the railroad track thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was, that was getting to be a, a situation every time. So Not what did you? Bring us tonight, sweetheart. Well, I took one of your prompt phrases and wrote a poem. And I'm not going to tell you what the prompt phrase was. I'm just going to read the poem and see if you can find it. Okay. And the title of this is, Or Maybe. Pack my bags of broken hearts and memories. Boxed up my broken promises and wilted dreams. Now, the only way I have to communicate is to just disappear. Maybe when there's no one to hug and ask how you feel, you'll finally hear me asking why you pushed me away. Maybe if you have no arms to shelter you, you'll see how you left me in the cold. Maybe when your voice returns just an empty echo, you'll remember my words falling, dying at your feet. Yes, I may be the one physically leaving you, but you left me even when in my sight. Maybe you will feel the void you left in me. Your heart's absence, my dungeon. Or maybe, maybe, you won't notice I'm gone at all, since you didn't miss me while with you. But know this, I am gone. In peace. Wow. You done messed up, girl. <laughs> and the prompt on that one was, now the only way I have to communicate is... Ta-da, yes, indeed, you do. Yes, you remembered that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am impressed. I am impressed. I am. (laughs) And I thought I had stumped on that one. Nope, nope, I remember that one. But I remembered I'd let you know. I wrote those. I made those up, so I would recognize it. It's not one I just did randomly. Well, I know that you would know simple ways, and I knew that you knew about, especially the one I really like, Tangled in the Tapestry. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And that one I combined where you hit me with the homework. If I have voices in my head, I want them to be yours. Mm-hmm. And that was a combination. So I knew you knew those were there, but I didn't know you remembered that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a surprising little shit. Yes, you are. And that's what makes you fun. <laughs> what else do you have for us tonight, hon? Well, this one was actually done on the Hurt Locker. 
And I'm going to preface before I read it a quote from Rumi. You have escaped the cage. Your wings are stretched out. Now fly. And that's the quote from Rumi. And the piece is, no shadows left. Pain a reminder, still alive. Only living feel this. Heart battered but pumping. Mind scattered but thoughts flow. Soul still whole and strong. Seems the light found me, guides me through the struggle back to myself. You, seen in this light, every flaw magnified by your false image. Your failures return to you, no longer hidden in my pain. There are no shadows left. None to conceal my glory in finding my true self. None to hide your weak, failed attempt to hide your pathetic self-doubts in the shadow of my pain. In peace. Wow. And, yeah, and the subject of that uh, of that particular hurt locker was abuse. That was incredible. Yes, I I I got to admit we have really touched on some very very tough subjects. We have. And the poets have responded amazingly. And that's what I love about these spoken word venues. The poets come on and they just it just it just flows. Mhm. You know? And it's great to hear in the content and context of what the poet was writing, their voice. Because I, you know, know I think that you yeah. get that a lot, probably get that a lot there because you'll have a topic like abuse, domestic abuse or sexual abuse or some a lot of the hard topics that you guys cover. And so the topic's the same, but you have all these people writing in from it or calling in and reading from a different perspective, all the things created from the same topic. You know, that's one of the things that absolutely fascinates me. You know, like when I do the homework for you or do the prompts and you you come back and read is, you know, I hear all these different things created out of just that one topic. And it just fascinates me. Well, I thank you because a lot of your prompts have brought about some of my best work. Oh, well, I like that. (laughs) Well, so do I. Which is why I do my homework, and why I, if I see a Nyla prompt in the, on my page somewhere, I go, "Ooh, I see that. Okay, I think I'll try that." Well, oh, yeah. I I have to agree. You've got some best work out there for sure. I absolutely love your writing, and you know that. I know that, and I do appreciate it. I really do. All right, baby, do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Well. When I'm not in a defunctional state, you can find me on Nyla Elisa's Speakeasy Cafe. Uh, Fridays, you can find me on World Poetry Open Mic. Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern on Epiphanini Radio, which is on Blog Talk Radio, you will find me at the Hurt Locker. 
You'll find me in the Garden of Poetry and Prose, and you can find me in Poetry of Springs and Braves. They're two anthology groups. Occasionally, you'll find me on Outlaw Poetry, and you can find me in the 2017 and 2018 anthologies of World Poetry Open Mic, and in the Outlaw Poetry Anthology, Outlaw Poets were in cahoots, all of those on Amazon. And there you go. Cahoots, I love that word. What's that, Amazon? Cahoots is a, cahoots a great word. Cahoots? Okay, Amazon what? Yeah, like you said, you like cahoots? Mm-hmm. you got to give that one up to Mr. Philip Kent Church, the Appalachian outlaw poet. That was him. I just uh, sent him over a, a little... Sent him over some hugs and kisses. He hasn't called in tonight. I'm kind of. I always get worried when he doesn't call in. I gotta let him know, mm-hmm. let him know. Remind him. Hey, dude, we miss you. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we do want to keep an eye on Philip. <laughs> yeah. You know hey, those wild man, boys. <laughs> any man that will, as the outlaw poet, any man who will go out of his way to document getting a copy of outlaw poetry. And document mailing that to President Donald Trump in Washington, D.C., we want to know where Philip is. <laughs> we're going to keep an eye on him. He's on his way to pick me up, and then we're going to Washington's. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I haven't heard anything from Washington yet, but I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm pretty sure the president hasn't opened that book and read it. I'm pretty sure. There's been no there has been no reports of that man's head imploding, so I don't think he's opened the cover yet. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if he tweeted about Philip? That would be so awesome. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I would, would share that, not that be the globally best? in a heartbeat. I would share it globally in a heartbeat. Oh, my <laughs> God. Absolutely. That thing would go viral. If nothing off of me alone, it would go viral. <laughs> I would... <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> oh, too funny. All right, Stan. Fast, fantastic job, my dear. And uh, if you want, go ahead and hit one to take out of the lineup and hit one to come back on if you want. We've only got about six lines open, so I'm going to keep us going as long as I can and may uh, may play some tracks at the end unless we can get some more lines up and and uh, get these lines working again. So. Uh, if you want to hang out and not uh, not hang out, but just jump out of the lineup and jump back in, we'll bring you back on to read another one, okay? Well, thank you, Nyla. And for now, on to the next. <laughs> thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight, honey. My pleasure. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 951. 951, you're on the air. How are you doing, Nyla? It's Eric Devon. Hey, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. Thank you. Good to be on the line. So, so what's I, been um, going on with you? Trying to get in much, as much time with my daughter as I can. Uh, writing, designing book covers. Having fun with that part. <laughs> uh, and work, of course. Uh, I've been playing with that Sestina I read last week. 
and I think I finished it. Took it to a workshop last night and got pretty good responses. And yeah, I feel like it has a much better flow now. And I think I now know what it means. Oh, this was interesting. Last night, one of the um, people at the workshop gave me a little insight. The first part of the Sustina talked about um, Pentecost and interpreting tongues. Now, the whole poem itself is about what happens when children witness parents going to war in the household. And um, so I opened the poem with a reference to uh, Pentecost and speaking in tongues. And one of the contributors at the workshop said that in her, in her opinion, the tongues and interpreting tongues, that was a reference to the child standing there listening to the parents arguing, but not understanding what's happening. So it's like the parents are speaking in tongues to the child or not to the child, but and then the child just interprets that as whatever, whatever it means to them sort of deal. And I was like, that's an interesting perspective. It's always fascinating. Um, Cause there are a lot of times I'll write something and I don't even necessarily know what it means until I let someone else hear it, read it, and then they give me their perspective, and it opens up a completely new direction for me. So I told her, yep, that's what it's going to be about from now on, that part. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to read that poem again in its um, now-finished state, completed state. Awesome. Now I just got to find out where I put the paper. <laughs> here I'm doing the dramatic pause so you can start reading. I'll I'll, I'll fill up some airspace here and uh, just say, I'm really glad you had a chance to call in. Just interrupt me any time when you find it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got it. It was still sitting on the printer. So. Okay. <clears throat> And it's still a working title. So right now we're going with Almost Father Reflects on Conflict and Cost. If our prayers are made Pentecost in other tongues and trance, and you listen just long enough to interpret the leaping flames as foolish, then forgive the stammering lip I doubtless become when I cannot pass over for you. When I have yet my own wars to black and matter, even when woman is a season worn soft, but also still thorny bramble wrapped around a father's child. And when is he not a holy day or an upper room for his child? How patient he grows when sorting her sacred tears, ever transfixed on sippy cup and plastic scepter spoon held high in soft early hands, bold too soon. Do not douse the blooming flame she wields. Her heritage, hefted overhead, a fist shaken at war, until her voice, arising, leveled against the slow unbecoming of country. And if, if not father, who will just allow her 
be comely for black. Teach her how best to be divergent. A split child. A battleground, having seen both bloodlust and breath of war end with the familiar selves trudge from each exit to entrance. No lesser welcome when covered in ash. The ghost of flames. Sifted from air to settle on couch cushions. A brown doll, soft eyelashes blinking away dust. Some men are not meant a soft end. Would rather smith, pray for smelting and mercy, become iron again, a sharpened point. Home is a foundry where flames perform their purging violence until a blade where child once stood. Wielded in all directions at once. A pair newly transposed. The girl, dull spirited. Man, impotent armor unwarranted. Whose whose very voice etches frowns upon faces pocked with warring is whittled down to mulch and brittle shavings scattered soft on soil long frosted over. No spring, nor bloom. This recalcitrance, a shadow of revolution. The way an obstinate princess will become daddy's melting muscle leaked from her quiet rebellion. The child spreads light. Pink pulled cheeks waiting to spark again her flame, her joy, his pulse. Both pound, swollen, painful red and inflamed. Young, unwitting soldiers are always first to fall in a season of war like ours. We trade shots for brutal volley above her head. A childhood begun as meager mill. A once family makes no feast of soft ears and passing patience. No effort to interpret tongues become Pentecost. Instead, our prayers are lost, each to our own trance. Daughter, do not be so entranced by the indelicate flickering flame. The scent of singed flesh becomes pleasant to those who love to war and would that you seed your soft. There are battles yet to win, child. Punch the end. Wow. That was absolutely phenomenal, sweetheart. Thank you. You are very, very welcome. <laughs> no, oh, that was incredible. Thank you. This is. I I read um, an earlier version of this Monday night at an open mic, and I, before I read it, I told them I just wrote my first Christina, and I didn't realize how many people had no intention of ever even attempting a Sestina. 
from there until the reaction was, wow, congratulations. Oh, my God, that's so rare. Like, what are you talking about? It's a poem. But they asked me to explain what it was. And just the act of explaining the format of how Sestina is put together, I ran out of breath. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you try to explain it, it seems so much more complicated than when you just write it. Um, well, for Sestina, it's still pretty complicated to write it, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'm I'm impressed. I am appropriately impressed. Never my intention. Well, that's not true. I actually have a bit of an ego, but um, <laughs> and it's perfectly fine to say that. <laughs> you know, that's that's a stigma that I've been fighting with poets forever. You know, I I am sorry, but I absolutely do not believe in. I'm just the shy, meek poet. No, no, you have something to say, say it. Get up and make some flipping noise. So I love confidence right. in poets. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. And that tends to be, I don't know, I, I, see, I, I see more of that on the literary side of things. I heard the conversation about bringing together literary poets, literary poets, spoken word poets, beginning poets, novice experiences, just the whole collection people at every level coming together on your show. I got to say, a lot of the literary poets, are the, I tend to hear a lot of confidence there, you know, and then some of the spoken word poets as well. Mm-hmm. But you get, you get a lot of, when you get a lot of adulation from people after you've performed well, then, yeah, that tends to stick with you. I got to do some more performing, get some more adulation, I guess. <laughs> no, you do. Uh, you you are phenomenal. Thank you. You just have to keep having fun kind. and do what you do, because you do it amazingly. Thank you. You're very welcome. Well, I'll let the folks know. I'm Eric Devon. Um, through the Poetic on Instagram. Also, um, <laughs> that's a funny look. My dog is looking at me crazy. Also, um, running an Instagram page called Innate Divinity Books, um, creative consulting and book design, with along with Samuel Rain Benjamin. Excuse me. So, Innate Divinity Books and True the Poetic. And from time to time, you'll hear me here. Which should be more often than not, just saying, for my own selfish reasons. Well, I mean, I do call in and just listen if I don't have anything to share. But I know you Well, you should always always have something to share. I'm very greedy. You give me an inch, I'll take a mile. I want it all. (laughs) Hey, I'm not going to fight with that. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so it's much for calling in tonight. Walk. Exactly. And, and I do. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And everyone have a nice evening. I'll listen to the next callers. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. 
Bye-bye. Oh, we're having such issues with the lines tonight. So our next two callers, I, uh, if you guys were online and just got knocked off, um, try calling back in. They're uh, giving me updates right now, but the lines are still down. I've got two callers to bring on. I have uh, 585 and 919 in that order. Let's go ahead and grab area code 285, or excuse me, 585. 585, you're on the air. Hello, this is Sean. How are you? Hey, Sean. How are you doing, sweetheart? Uh, Great. How are you? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. I see that you made it into the chat room. Yeah. Yeah, Which is absolutely crazy. I don't even know how the chat room works. It's a brand new chat room. I don't know what it looks like on your guys' end or or whatever. I just know that it doesn't work very well. Yeah, it's just like a microphone and a couple of, and and just and some other things. Yeah, just it's simple. Yeah. Um, I have one uh, here called uh, I Remember. Okay. Okay. I remember the most powerful thing that I have ever told my parents is that I don't have to be who you were or are now. I don't have to surrender to the genetics of my ancestors because I am greater than that. I am more powerful than that. I am the environment as well if I can allow it into me effortlessly with powerful energy that just begets the synergy of what is around us and around me. I'm not just some effigy as I am living in this body or dead body. As I am here instead, I am alive, and it was my choice to be alive. So don't tell me anything else so egotistically because that's not the current reality that I'm living within. I am living the best version of my own reality. I remember the time that I told you that I am not you and that I am greater than you. I am here because I am meant to change it for myself and others, not to keep it the same. There's no need for shame. If you understand the root of that pain, I am here because I am one who is here as a crusader, a guider, a teacher, a balancer, and transparency cultivator. Not just for my own self and ego, but to be an example for others to grow from as a motivator, a balancing influencer, a transformer of what is within as the pain and trauma to turn into treasure 
not to just keep it as trash inside of me forever. I remember when I told you that I am here to be myself as an individual amongst the collective. As the collective makes me powerful, I make that also powerful by being effective. I remember my greatness. I remember my purposefulness amongst this madness. When I meditate within the self, I remember all of this. So don't tell me anything different because I know who I am. I am munificent or generous with my soul. I just give it because I have control. I am generous with my soul. I just give it because I have control. There's no need to have jealousy or envy of others if you can understand that you are true opportunity. When you allow that universal energy into you so effortlessly and accurately, I remember. And Paul. Absolutely wonderful. You know, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. I was wondering how you were doing and where you were at. And then when I looked down and saw you popped into the chat room tonight, it made me very happy, Sean. It's good to hear from you. And I, I love the I love the the start of that the the sentiment. Um, I don't remember the exact wording, so forgive me. But when you you were talking about, I don't have to. Uh, what was it? I don't have to submit to my ancestry. What was that line? That was the concept of it. What was it? Uh, I don't have to surrender to the genetics of my ancestors. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That was a fan. I love that line. That one. That's, yeah. Uh, that's really great. You're fantastic, yeah. Gregor, but you know that. I really appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's a thing that, uh, like Stan was talking about, too, uh, with abuse and hurt, the hurt locker and everything else. Um, Abuse is mental, emotional, also narcissistic. There's lots of forms of abuse, right? And mm-hmm. even physical. And it's just, it's one thing to um, affect your ancestry with it, but you, um, many times people just allow it to keep coming to them and and just being affected by it forever, and they never feel like they have a way out. And it's just, oh, well, it's just what my ancestors have done, and that they've accepted. And and um, then when they almost look, to the point they where look, they use it as a crutch. Yeah, they use it as a crutch, and that's and and I know I've done it myself. I've definitely used that as a crutch with my own situation and life and everything. And um, it can be hard to, you know, get out of that and just realize that, yeah, it's a process. It's something to go through and change over time, you know, but mm-hmm. it, you can do it. So it's good. Yeah. Well, fantastic you know, job on 
that, sweetheart. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, have you been okay lately? I have been, yes. Been been going a little nuts. I have a lot of things that I've been doing and a lot of a uh, lot of changes that are going on, but yeah, I'm doing awesome and and things are just now starting to settle down, so uh, things are going to get even better. I'm planning a trip where I'm going to run away up into the mountains for a couple of weeks all by myself and poke things with a stick and regroup and have fun and so yeah, yeah, things are going really good. Cool. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people can find me on scrims.com slash scale2012, soundcloud.com, I am the solution, Uh, Sean Weevil on Facebook and uh and then I have um a site that uh, the purity of the world dot wordpress dot com. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate it so much and we will talk to you next week. Both yep. All right. Thank you so much, sweetheart. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Fantastic to hear from Sean. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Yes. Good evening, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. I've missed you for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was wondering where you've been. A couple of nights I fell, I fell asleep. You're allowed to do that. There's times you just need to recharge, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I lay down here and I, and I put on the phone and when I wake up, the shit is over. Ah, uh, I know, yeah, something, you know, but I remember, I've, anyway, I'm back, and I'm here, and I'm ready to do what I do, but I don't know what I'm going to well, do. Well, I am glad you're here, and I'm glad to, uh, I'm glad to, see. I can't wait to see what you brought, that's what I was trying to say. It's getting towards Hello? the end of the show, and I'm running out of steam. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm going to do this poem here for you. It's called She is Life. Ah, oh, the light approaches. Clarity's brief moments of life. And I fathom the woman more. Her task, her mandate, yoked to her duties, the preservation of Ben. Life 
She have a life. She cussets. Her glances assures procreation and ever the twain shall meet. There is great power at work here. It is palpable. My sister has always been a wonder to me. Standing aloof, I can see her mind at work. What secret she harbors, the roving mind, the endless wonder. There seems no fathoming this. Never the scratch that would remedy her itch. Standing at the observatory host of life, I observe the affairs of the species. Powers hidden within the flesh, scary and exhilarating, the woman, nations, lives inside her. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was beautiful. I love that one. Yes. Granville in the house. I just <laughs> Did you want to read a second one tonight, honey? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I just, you know, I just put out my third book, Poetry for Thought, Volume 3. You can find it on, on Kindle, paper book, paperback on Amazon. Yes, I'm going to read another one. I'm going to read this one about woman, too. This one is actually called Woman. Upon entering the establishment, mine eyes surveyed the surroundings, chose the path I would tread, and set off foot ten paces into my journey I saw her there she stood woman life itself almost upon her I read her name tag discerned her name and spoke it vigorous. It was then she looked up to acknowledge me with a look of who dares open Pandora's box. This is my world. I I'm she. There is no other like me. You 
have no idea what you have done. Mine eyes all the while fixated upon her, grasping every inch of her, paying attention to details. I feel the life in her engulfs me. Suddenly, I feel so consumed. I inhaled and exhaled repeatedly. My thoughts coming the closest our path would cross, almost overthrown by this wave of power. I thought, women are so epic. They each need their own zip code. Thank you. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Beautiful yes, pieces, both thank of them. You, thank you. I'm, I'm going to be in Marion, South Carolina, at, uh, at a reggae spot. Uh, I forget, but I'm, I'm, I'm a bad advocate of myself. But Marion, I'm going to be performing there for an hour. And it's a 30-minute session. And I would like the folks to come out in Marion, South Carolina, and check out Granville in the house. I think I'm going to call this shop poetry for women. I'm going to do a lot of stuff for women. And That's awesome. This is yeah, the second half gonna be a little bit steamy. I'm gonna introduce some. I wouldn't say I wouldn't like to say eroticism, but I like to say some uh, just you know uh, intense life. Like, you know, just yeah, a little bit erotic. Nothing. Anyway, now you know how I do erotic. I do I do good erotic. I do uplifting and 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 you know good erotic. That's nothing. I I do not violate the the human anatomy. And speak disres- disrespectful of our genitalia. It's, it's, it's our happy place and our birthing place. So, no respect to human genitalia. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, iTunes, uh, Kindle, Amazon, Poetry for Third Volume 2 and 3 is on Amazon. And so on and so forth. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Granville. Great job tonight, honey. Appreciate you so much. And I appreciate you having me, my dear. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. We'll talk to you next week, hon. Yes, my dear. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller, it looks like we have, is a Skype caller again. Skype caller, are you with me? All right, let's 
go ahead and put them back on hold. We do have a Skype caller or independent caller, so if you are called in, I don't know if you can raise your hand or not, um, but let's go ahead and try that again. Skype caller, are you with me? Hi, I, I Okay. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, I hadn't actually you... jumped back in the queue. It was just my computer crashed and I had to ring back in. Oh, hey, honey. Did, so did you want to read another piece? Um, I, I can do, but... <laughs> Please. Get, get my word. Just give me a second. Sorry, I was just listening away and my computer crashed, so I went back in. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Uh, I'm glad you I'll were able to with, call. I'll go with a shorter piece this time. Um, I actually wrote this one for someone for the wedding. It's called The Secret to Our Love. A love so pure and true, it could outlast eternity. When you are blessed with this, life's greatest wealth, a heart that desires none but you, your reason to smile at times when you're feeling blue, their arms your only home, you give them everything you have, your happiness their smile, now together as man and wife, forever they will be. The most precious beauty your eyes will ever see. And peace. Wow. That was beautiful. Sorry, you just caught me off guard at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you did awesome for being caught off guard. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Honey, tell everyone how they can find you again. I can be found on Facebook, uh, Callum Kennedy Hume, and on Twitter, uh, at Kennedy Hume, and also on my old poetry page, Say It With Style. Very cool. All right, sweetie. It was great to hear from you again. I'm glad you were able to get back on, and we will talk to you in a little bit. Okay? Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, all right, so I'm going to play a track real quick. Um, we are having some issues with the lines, as I said earlier. So if you're trying to call in, please keep trying. The number is 646-595-3965. If you're getting that fast, busy signal, just go ahead and try uh, try poking it again with a stick, and it should let you in. I'm actually going to play a little bit longer, uh, a little bit longer piece. See if I can get a hold of tech support and see what's going on. We've got 33 minutes left in the show, so uh, we'll we'll see how this goes. The piece that, the piece that I'm going to play is a uh, is by Eddie Oliver. It's called Beautiful Beginnings, and here you go. As it is written, it it be the first chapter. I call it life. 
beautiful as it is in, in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing. To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man. She was just sipping, writing. But it was something about her. Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder just sipping, writing. What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and, and she finally noticed me and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because cause so beautiful she was. So so I smiled. She went back to writing, doing nothing exciting, man. And, and and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down. Quiet, without a hint of a sound, I just sat there sipping, gazing. Admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. The, the ten second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight freebase. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places, turning off our cell phones while while we took long vacations in in hard to reach nations. Made me wonder. Was this lady it kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation? Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura, like, 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 damn. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? I say sipping, coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder. Will she come here often? Or will she be interested in me and her doing some get to know you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me? She was kissing. See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Just, just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life. 
see you. Do you see me? Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees. I worship you because you made me believe that that God, that God said that you and I, uh, you and I were meant to be, you are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that, that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and, and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that, I apologize. Melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like, like the way trees flow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you because you make it so easy. Sleep with me, dream with me, to a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust as I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down, making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride. I, I love you. I love, I love the feel of your thigh. Where your flesh feels against my flesh, the way your chest feels against my chest, the way we pause, we take deep breaths, deep, deep, deep breaths. The thought of knowing that you are mine Makes me lose all track of time So we end up making love for hours Just just because there's nothing else to do It's just you on top of me And me on top of you With the sweetest smell of romance in the room I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume Because I want to smell of you with, with me all day Just one whiff, just one sniff Takes my breath away Got me Finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. I can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, you're just married. With the thought of knowing that this is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just, just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep pace. Try not to lose the race of everyday life, 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 life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blue. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much. Like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I find myself daydreaming about her. I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday, daydreaming about her. All the love making we did over the weekend to no end, it just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminding me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the Sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath. Or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, 
It's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone. And, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just lonely. Longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need it. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way. Like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making. I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all, from the lack of her kiss. From the lack of her touch. From the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And she just left this homeboy alone. Like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm going to be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just fiending. Just fiending, y'all. I'm going to be this way until her, until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm going to be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just fiending. And then I do this dance all over again. We're going to do this romance again. All freaking weekend. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you stand alone. Just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith. Just trying to keep the pace. Try not to lose the race of everyday life. See yeah. <laughs> Proverbs 18.22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor. Obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her, someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death, until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty. And her brains and her amazing smile, man. She, oh, yes, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart. When I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured. When I, when I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed. When I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man. She, she captured my heart. And I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all, <laughs> oh, we found each other. Through the mist and the fog, through, through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all. Somehow, uh, some way, man, we, we, we found each other. Like two ships lost in the night. Like, like two people lost in the wilderness. Like, like two people stranded at sea. You see, we, oh <laughs> uh, man, we found each other. Like in John 9, 25, man, all I know is once I was blind, <laughs> but now I see. Now I can see what love truly is. Now I can see what, what love must must look like And it's a beautiful thing, y'all Cause now my eyes are wide open Now I know Now I know that, 
that he who finds a wife, surely, surely, surely finds a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's, it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, the beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of every day life. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Life. 